let's lift up our voices together as we sing our first song. Come now is the time to worship. Come, now is the time to worship. Come, now is the time to give your heart. Come, just as you are to worship. Just as you are before your God, come. One day every tongue will confess you are God. One day every knee will bow. Still the greatest treasure remains for those who gladly choose you now. One day every tongue will confess you are God One day every knee will bow Still the greatest treasure remains for those Who gladly choose you now Come, now is the time to worship Now is the time to give your heart Oh, come Just as you are to worship Come Just as you are before your God Come One day every tongue will confess you are God One day every knee will bow Still the greatest treasure remains for those Who gladly choose you now One day every tongue will confess you are God One day every knee will bow Still the greatest treasure remains for those who gladly choose you now come now is the time to worship come now is the time to give your heart Just as you are to worship Come Just as you are before your God Come 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 Five sparrows sold for two pennies, yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. I tell you, whoever publicly acknowledges me before others the Son of Man will also acknowledge before the angels of God. Amen. The Son comes 
It's time to sing your song again Whatever may pass And whatever lies before me Let me be singing when the
Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn. Yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Amen. Your grace is sufficient for me. Your strength is made perfect when I am weak. All that I cling to, I lay at your feet. Your grace is sufficient for me. Grace is sufficient for me. Your strength is made perfect when I am weak. All that I cling to, I lay at your feet. Your grace is sufficient for me. striving to merit your love I rest in your promise to me all of my sins have been washed in your blood your mercy is all that I of the blood that made the atonement for me your mercy has triumphed where I should be judged so now by your grace I am free your grace is sufficient your grace is sufficient for me your strength is made perfect when i am weak all that i cling to i lay at your feet your grace is sufficient for me I'm no longer striving to merit your love. I rest in your promise to me. All of my sins have been washed in your blood. Your mercy is all that I need. because of the blood that made the atonement for me your mercy has triumphed where I should be judged so now by your grace I am free you see me as righteous 
that made the atonement for me. Your mercy has triumphed where I should be judged. So now by your grace I am free. sufficient for me this made perfect when I am weak all that I cling to I lay at your feet your grace is sufficient for me your grace is sufficient your grace is sufficient for me Your strength is made perfect When I am weak All that I cling to I lay at your feet Your grace is sufficient Your grace is sufficient Your grace is sufficient For me Amen let us bow our heads. Can we just sing together? I'm no longer striving to merit your love. I'm no longer striving to merit your love. I rest in your promise to Father, we have gathered here once again on this new day that you have given us to be in the house of the Lord. We just want to thank you for the opportunity and the honor and the privilege to be in your house, O oh God. Not just to be here, but to worship you and to pray to you and to dine at your table with my King. Lord, we surrender all of ourselves unto you today. Any distractions, God, we pray, Lord, you would help us to cast it all aside. And Lord, we choose today, not with our emotion or with our feelings, but we make that decision today to lay down all of our rights, all of our crowns. We lay down our pride and we lay them at your feet, O oh Lord. And Lord, we ask God for beauty for our ashes. And I pray, God, as you transition to the message, May the words of my mouth 
And may the meditation of all the hearts for those who are here today, Lord, may it be pleasing, Lord, in your sight, O God. And we declare, Lord, that you are our rock and our redeemer. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We pray all of these things in your precious Son, Jesus Christ, let me pray. And all of God's people pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. 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 With that, can we all take our seat? Welcome to the house of the Lord. As we're here on this new Sunday, uh, let us just take a moment to greet our fellow neighbor before we begin. And I want to start with today's message. It's part 14 of our Real Faith series. And the title of today's message is, There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. With that, let's transition to our main scripture. We're going to be finishing chapter 4 of James. James chapter 4, verse 13 through 17. It says this, it says, Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. I'll say it again. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. Amen and amen. And the heading says, Boasting about tomorrow. Let's begin with point number one. Life without God is meaningless. I just want to set that as a foundation. We have about five points today. But with point number one, I want to set this as a foundation to today's message. There is no tomorrow. Life without God is meaningless. Meaning, without God... A life is wasted. It's a waste of a precious life. Without the Lord, in other words, just to be blunt, there is no life. There are about 8.1 billion people in this world right now. 8.1 billion. Each hour, that number fluctuates. 15,339 are born, and each hour, 6,900 die. And I believe... In that category, birth and death, India and China is number one and number two. And I believe U.S. is number ten. So this life, we understand, is more than a number. Because when you look at these charts, especially in New York, you see the screen with how many people die per smoking, per day, and the number goes up. And that number changes. But your life is more than a number. And God did not call us to be just a number, part of a statistic, because each life, one life, is precious. That's what the Bible teaches us. Therefore, letter A, because life is precious, we need to humble ourselves. Humble yourselves today. So I'm talking to you, atheists, to those who are arrogant. It says, all such boasting is evil. It says, those who boast in your arrogant schemes, you need to humble yourselves Atheists, are you sure that what you think, that there is no God, and you're thinking that there is no God, how you think and what you think, are you sure that you are right? Are you that confident in your conviction? It's talking to those atheists, arrogant, those who boast that I am right, my way is right. How do you know? How do you know? So therefore, letter A, humble yourselves. Let it be, do not boast. It says, boasting is evil. All such boasting is evil. If you're going to boast, boast in your servant leadership, in your servant relationship that you have in Jesus Christ. Boast about your salvation. 
but anything else is evil. Letter C, tomorrow may come. Letter D, tomorrow may not come. Tomorrow may come. Tomorrow may not come. Letter E, it is all in God's hands. We need to understand agnostics, atheists, every person, Hindus, Muslims, every single person, whatever you claim to be, we are all in God's hands. We are in his mercy. We are at the mercy of God. And it is his decision and it is his choice when we are born and when we die. Everything falls in God's hands. The rich, the poor, doesn't matter who you are, what you have done in this life, we all fall in God's hands. And letter F, are you willing to take that risk? A life, a lifetime without God, are you sure that's what you want? Then that's what you will get. And because you have rejected God in the short, finite life, you will not have God for all of eternity. You'll live a life without God, eternity without the Lord. It says in Proverbs 27, verse 1, do not boast about tomorrow. Right? James is teaching us here in James 4. He's saying, do not boast, for you do not know what a day may bring. We don't know. We don't know what tomorrow may what tomorrow may bring. We have no idea because it is all in God's hands. Going back to our main scripture, as James said in verse 13 to 17, now listen you who say, today or tomorrow we'll go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say what? If it is the Lord's will. If it is the Lord's will, we'll live and do this or that. In other words, it's saying, live for the Lord. Whatever you do, whatever decision you make, make sure that God is at the center. Make sure God is the foundation of your decision, the decisions that you make each and every single day. Whatever it is your will, Lord, I will do and I will live. If it's, if it's your will for me to die, then I will do so gladly for my life belongs in your hands. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. Verse 17, if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. Amen and amen. So again, point number one, life without God is meaningless. It's a waste of a precious life. If you don't find God, your life is a waste. If you find God, your life is not a waste. It has been found, and you have made it. You have made it to the finish line. And that's the purpose to your life. Make it to the finish line. Have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Know him and have a relationship with Jesus. Therefore, think about, this is going to set the points for the message. Point number two, therefore, think about the eternity of God. Therefore, think about the eternity of God. I want us to let that sink in for a minute. Just let it sink in. When I say the eternity of God, I want us to really put that in perspective. In our finite minds, let us try to understand what that means. In other words, our timing and God's timing, they're different. In other words, we are finite. God is infinite. He is forever. He was here before you. He is here today. And he will be here tomorrow. Forever. Us, we are here today. And we are gone tomorrow. But God is forever. We are finite. God is infinite. Let us think about the eternity of God. Point number three, the shortness of life. I tell young people all the time, 
life is short. I don't tell them you have your whole future in front of you because that is not true. I've met young people, capable young people, who died young. Babies, life being cut short. Life is short. It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are, life is short. That's a fact of life. And as we approach the Bible, whenever we read the Bible, we need to approach it with that attitude that life is short. An average American life, 79 years. I'm talking about the American individual, people who live in America. That's 28,835 days. They sleep for about 33 years, which is 12,045 days. They work 13 years, 4,821 days. Overtime, add one year. Screen, around 11 years. Screen time, watching TV, your phone, that's about 4,000 days, 11 years. Eating, how many years do you think that is? How many? Some people eat faster, some people eat slower. Some people eat more, some people eat less. They said four and a half years, 1,583 days. They spend $90,000 on food, consume 110,000 pounds of food. McDonald's, how many times? 1,800 times. Andy, 4,000 times. <laughs> vending machine, they spend about $6,881 on vending machines alone. They eat around 3,600 cookies. Ronnie, we know it's double that. 1,500 pounds of candy. Imagine that. We understand life is very short. But life can be very full or life can be very empty. If you're in God, even though it may be short, it will be full. And that's the promise that is given from the Lord. Psalm 103, verse 15 through 16, it says, The life of mortals, which is you, animals, any bugs, any living things on this planet, the life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field, like seasons. It's beautiful in one season. It's spring, summer, beautiful. Winter comes, fall comes, it dies. The wind blows over it and it is gone. And its place remembers it no more. Psalm 103, in other translations, life is like a grass, a flower of the field. So he flourishes, she flourishes, and he or she, want, wind passes over and it is no more. Its place remembers it no longer. Meaning, other words, life is brief and there are no guarantees for tomorrow. That's why life is precious. Each moment is brief and precious. Therefore, right now, we need to cherish this minute. The second that we're breathing, right now at this very moment, God is teaching us to remember this very moment. When you come to church, understand it is a precious moment. Don't just take it as, oh, I want to get this done, and I want to go home. I want to end this day. No. Be thankful for each moment that is given from the Lord. Each moment is brief and precious. I remember when I was young, I would want to go to the bathroom, but I would hold it in. I'd be with my friends playing games, Nintendo, the, the really old ones, and it's like, I don't want to lose the controller. We get so excited, and I remember thinking, I want to freeze this moment right now because I don't want this day to end. Sleeping over your friend's house, having the excitement of just having that moment where eating ramen or eating together, having a great time, I want to freeze that moment. But reality is, even though we record it, we have photos of it, Time passes, and it will pass and pass and pass on and on and on and on. That's why each moment is precious. You have to cherish it. That's why I want to encourage you today to think about the shortness of life and to number your days and to make the most of them. Make the most of it. Because there are people who are dying in their hospital beds, who are young, and they want even an hour or a day, or a month, or a year, a year or more, so that they can just live on this earth, so that they can be with their loved ones. But we need to understand that life is short, whether we have 30 years in this life, whether we have 80, 100 years in this life, life is short. Therefore, think about number three, the shortness of 
life. Number four, the preciousness of life. The preciousness of life. Think about the preciousness of life. Do you understand that your life is precious? People may say it was an accident or it was done with a plan. At the end of the day, it was all part of His will because you are here. 400 trillion to one. Let me say it again. 400 trillion to one. That number right now, what I just share with you, is are the odds of being born on this earth and being a human being. In other words, your life did not happen by chance, nor was it an accident. 400 trillion to one. People talk about white privilege. People talk about Asian privilege. What is Asian privilege? You're too good at math. Right? Calm down. You're too good with the numbers. You need to realize, ultimately, it doesn't matter. None of that stuff matters. We have human privilege. Just to have a life is true privilege. The fact that we have breath today, we have true privilege that has been found in the Lord. And your life was intended for a purpose, to love God and to know God and for God to have, a, to have a relationship with the Lord and to have an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. In other words, don't waste your life or spend your life on useless and meaningless things. Invest your life for God. Sow and reap your life for the Lord in missions and serving Him living for Him, giving to Him what is His, the preciousness of life. If you don't understand that your life is precious, you're just wasting your life by drinking, putting drugs into your body, and wasting your life, not caring about your health, that we don't truly understand the relationship that we have in Jesus Christ. If you truly understand and cherish the relationship you have in Christ, you will understand that each life is precious. When we encounter an individual, we see them with eyes of God, understanding that that person's life is precious in his eyes. So is your life as well. So to understand and remember the preciousness of life. And our last point here, point number five, Therefore, think about, think about what? The end of life. The end. The end. The end. The end. In the end, where will you lie? How would you like to die? On a gravestone? Buried somewhere? Cremated? Doesn't matter. You're dead anyway. The end of life. Where will you be? In other words, let's take it up a notch and take it deep. And let's talk about the spiritual. Where will you spend eternity, your eternity? In the Lord or away from the Lord? The Bible says when the physical ends, the spiritual life lives on. I'll say it again. When the physical ends, the spiritual life lives on. And there are two ways that our spiritual lives will continue. One Eternity in God's love, or number two, eternity away in God's wrath. Death is hard, but as a follower of Christ, we understand that when death comes, it is a passageway to heaven to be with God, to be with the Lord. We are not saved by a denomination. It is only through the Son, the relationship that you have with Jesus Christ. In other words, do you have the name of Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus in red, the name of Jesus Christ in your life, the blood that was shed for your life, your life for His life. And there is no guarantee that you will have life tomorrow. No one can. No one can tell you, even the doctor will say, they will look at your blood work and they will say, oh, you look pretty healthy, you'll live for X amount of years. No one can guarantee that your life will continue on on this earth for X and Y amount of number of years other than God. Only God is in control of your finite life. He knows how many breaths you will take on this earth. 
Therefore, I want to encourage you today to think about the eternity of life. Pastor Piper, he said this in his book, Don't Waste Your Life. Referencing here in the book, he says, I will tell you what a tragedy is. I will show you how to waste your life. Consider this from the February 1998 Reader's Digest. That's a magazine. A couple took early retirement from their jobs in the Northeast five years ago, and he was 59 and she was 51. So they were young. They retired and they went on vacation. Now, they live in Punta Gorda, Florida, where they cruise on their 30-foot traveler, play softball, they collect shells. Now picture them before Christ at the great day of judgment. Look, Lord, see my shells. That is a tragedy. Don't waste your life. God calls us to pray and think and dream and plan and work, not to be made much of, but to make much of Him, of Christ, in every part of your life. Is Christ in every part of your life? That's what we need to aim for. Most people slip by in life without a passion for God. Right now, do you have a passion for the Lord? If you have a passion for the Lord, your heart will burn and desire and want to do things to be His hands and His feet, to be His eyes, to see what God sees. And you will ask the Lord, Lord, give me a heart that breaks your heart. Help me not to live my life for myself, but let me have a passion that is greater than my passion, than this worldly passion. I don't want to live the same way as I used to live, but I want to live this life for you, passionate for you. Spending their lives on trivial diversions, living for comfort and pleasure, and perhaps trying to avoid sin. That, my friends, is a waste of a precious life. In life reach, remember what they would say? They would say, your life is but a drop of ocean. Pastor John was sharing Your life is but a drop of water in the ocean. Imagine you're on a boat. See the vastness of the ocean. You just spit. Is that going to make any difference? No. Let that sink in. Your life is but a drop of water in the ocean. In other words, your life compared to eternity is nothing more than a drop in the ocean. Therefore, my friends, salvation is now. Is now. You may think, it's too late for me. No, 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 don't say that. It's too late for me. You don't know what I've done. I can't stand when I hear that from people. You don't know what I've done. It's too late for me. It's the most frustrating thing. How long that they've been lied to by Satan himself that they actually think that it is too late for them. How arrogant, how proud, and how blind they must have become, how hardened their heart must have become, that they can say such things. It's too late for me. How? If you're able to utter those words, it's like saying, I'm choking, but you're talking and you're breathing. I'm choking right now, I can't breathe, but you're talking. If you're able to talk, then you're breathing. If you're breathing, then you're alive until you take that final breath, until you can breathe no more. Don't say it's too late for me. It's never too late. It is never too late to turn it all around. It all it takes one second, a millisecond of turning around and turning to the Lord. In other words, if you humble yourself and turn to Christ right there in that moment, you shall have life. Pastor Maxwell said eternity can bend the proudest knees. Eternity can bend the proudest knees. In other words, when you realize your life is short, when you lay down your pride, when you stand before an eternal God, what can we do other than just bow down and bend on our knees? What else can we do? Can we fight Him? Can we wrestle Him? Can we overrun Him? 
Can we overcome him? No. He overcomes us. He takes over us. He becomes my first, my middle, and my last. Going back to the story of the thief on the cross, just remember the thief's confession. Right? It was his first and his last. I'll, just, I'll say that again. It was his first confession, and it was his last confession. First time meeting Christ, last time meeting Christ. A lifetime of crime, a lifetime of rebellion, away from the Lord, living for himself. And what does it say in Luke chapter 23, verse 39 to 43? It says, one of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Again, there are two criminals, right? Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked them. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence. We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered, truly I tell you, today. Other translation says, now. Today you will be with me in paradise. You will be with me in paradise. Eternity was promised to the criminal. How? I mean, he was a bad individual, a live a life of rebellion. It was his first and last request before his death, and Jesus did not reject him. Jesus accepted his words. He said, today, today you will be with me. Today. So no matter where we are right now, the Bible is teaching us, the book of James is teaching us, is reminding us, look to Jesus Christ alone. Going on in the book, Don't Waste Your Life, it says, most people slip by life without a passion for God. I'll say it again. Most people slip by life without a passion for God. They do good works. They volunteer. They're good people. They hold doors for people. They help the elderly. But they don't have a passion for God. They don't have a relationship with God. Spending their lives on trivial diversions. And this is exactly what the enemy wants. This is what Satan wants for your life. Living for comfort and pleasure and perhaps trying to avoid sin. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1, Remember your Creator in the days of your youth. Young people, those who are in their teens, 20s, if you have a relationship with God, you are so blessed that you don't even know because you are starting young. You're starting young. Remember your creator in the days of your youth while you're able to have the youth and the strength and the zeal and the passion to be used by God. In other words, when you're still able, able to make a conscious decision to follow God, it's saying repent, seek, forgive while you're still able to, while your body is strong and your spirit is active and your mind is able it says 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, today. Another trend says, now, now is a day of salvation. Today, right now, not tomorrow, for tomorrow is not guaranteed. There is no tomorrow. Bonhoeffer, Pastor Bonhoeffer, in his book, Cost of Discipleship, and I've shared this with you in the past. When Christ calls a man, he bids him to come and die. He calls him and her to come and die. My friends, this is not cheap grace. This is costly grace. And with that, I want to invite the praise team to come up. I want to share with you a scripture, and then we'll close today's service. It says in Mark 8, verse 34, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and follow me. Luke 14, verse 27. Whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciples. Now, understanding that life is short and that your life is finite, 
Are you truly running after the Lord today? Have you been running after the Lord today? Have you denied yourself and have made that decision to follow Christ? It says, whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciples. In other words, if you're not carrying the cross, the cross of our Lord, having a relationship with the Lord, you cannot claim to have that title to be his disciple. Christianity is the upside-down kingdom. The Bible says we need to die to ourselves. We need to die to the earthly things, to the worldly things, in order for you to live for Christ. And when you live for Christ, you will die to the things of this world. So I want to encourage you today to remember that there is no tomorrow. You may say you may not understand. You don't understand life is hard right now. For me, I feel like so many years have passed. I feel like I have lost my chance. I feel like God has forgotten about me. But God has not forgotten about you. God remembers you. God knows all of your struggles. God knows everything about you, the ins and the outs. And there are no accidents in the Lord. And God is reminding us here today to look to Him and to trust in Him and to rely on Him and to be dependent on Him. Do not get lost in how you feel and where you are in your circumstance. But trust in the Lord and follow Him and depend on Him today. Amen and amen. And the Word of God is very simple. In your planning, in all your planning, in all your decisions for the future, just make sure that God is in the center of it all. That's what we're talking about here today. That's the centerpiece of today's message. Is Christ the centerpiece of your life? And with that truth, I want to invite you to spend some time uh, to come and pray. Let's just come together before the Lord. And let's just cry out to Him with hearts of repentance. And let us turn to the Lord while we are able to. In your finite life, Put a pause in your life right now and look to the Lord. Don't waste any of your life any longer starting today, leading to tomorrow. And if God wills it, Lord, help me to live for you and to live for your kingdom. Let's come together and let us pray together. We spend every breath on things that are useless. We pursue the gold medals of this world. We pursue the fame of this world. We pursue the joy and the things, the happiness of this world. But we need to understand that all those things are just temporary things. True joy comes from having a relationship with you and having a relationship with you. Son, Jesus Christ, to understand that you gave your one and only Son on the cross to die on the cross for us. You are our God and you are our King. Because you live, I live. I pray, Lord, that we would humble ourselves here today. We will repent of ourselves as the criminal. Humble themselves and repent before the Lord and plead it with the Lord. Ask Him, Lord, remember me. 
Remember me, Lord, and it is never too late, Lord. Yef is still within us. A call and a desire to call after you and to follow after you and to desire after you, Lord. I pray, God, you would help us to rely on you here today. Not in our own wits, not in our own planning, not in our own strength and in our accomplishments. But Lord, we humble ourselves and we look to you, Lord. We ask, God, you give us a new heart and a new passion for your name, oh God. That we may live this life joyfully for your kingdom and for your glory, Lord. We love you. Continue praying. If you want to join us in worship, join us as well. But let's allow the Spirit of God to lead in our hearts. Let us worship and pray together. Let's continue to worship and pray.
says in James 4 now listen you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city spend a year there carry on business and make money while you do not even know what will happen tomorrow what is your life you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes instead you ought to say if it is the Lord's will We will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. Lord, you have also taught us here today the sin of omission and commission, Lord. I pray, God, even when we do, not just the sins of this world, it's not just sin to you, but when we're supposed to do the right things and we don't, We also know that that is rebellion against you, Lord. So I pray you'll help us to live a life that is righteous, that is found in the solid foundation that is found in Jesus Christ. May we not live this life for ourselves, but may we live this one life that we have for you and for you alone. I pray that you will remember us, and as we remember you, and God, that we would hold you in our small hearts, O God, for all of eternity in this finite life. to the infinite life that we'll have after. May we always be under the dominion, under the shadows of our God, of our Lord Jesus Christ. May we always be protected and be guided by you. We give you all the glory and give you all the honor. We pray all of these things in your precious Son, Jesus Christ, and we pray. And all of God's people pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. The path of life in Jesus. And let's close the service with the benediction. Let us worship together.
back to our seat and let's close our service with the benediction. All right, let us pray together. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you and may the Lord shine his face upon you and may the Lord be gracious to you and may the Lord turn his face towards you and may the Lord give you peace. And now may the God of peace, the great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. May he continue to work within us in this finite life what is pleasing in his sight. Through his one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. And as God's people we pray, amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. I love you. I will see you all in the back. God bless you. We can say amen together. Amen. Amen. Amen.